So welcome to another episode of Propaganda Daily. Um, this is also going to be sort of a solo solo show with me. Um, I'm going to do a lot of speculating today. And this is mainly coming from because I get asked a lot of questions about this um, of some of the people that follow crypto and Bitcoin, but more or less are interested in the more broader crypto space. And that's basically why is the Bitcoin price going down right now? And, you know, what's going on in the market? Because I think we were all kind of waiting and getting very excited uh, for a bull run to happen. Um, I was a little bit skeptical because I don't think it was quite there yet. I think it's going to happen closer to the halving coming in the, in, in the spring next year. But, you know, there was a lot of positive signal. There was a lot of news. And so, you know, that this is kind of where we're at is a mixture of uh, bated breath and you know, some positive news, but we've also had a lot of negative news lately too. So like, I think I'm going to start with just like laying the backdrop, even though this is somewhat old news, but I'm going to give you my story that I'm telling myself of what I think is going on. Don't take this as financial advice. Don't necessarily take anything I say too seriously. It's just sort of my analysis and how I'm modeling this all in my head, but it's worth a listen. I suppose maybe, maybe you can tell me where I'm wrong, but uh, let's just watch this real quick. I'll a little some old news on real quick as soon as this loads we'll get uh some background so i think this is what's going on um uh, this is the beginning of the story here okay Okay, so we'll just start with the the, the BlackRock ETF. Uh, I, why I think this is important for this price pulled back is BlackRock had a file for the CTF. It was going to be public knowledge. So they already had to start sort of putting out the positive signal, putting out, hey, they're flipping on this. It's not a, a you know ESG issue anymore, and they're going to open this up to their customers. What's their motivation? I don't know. Um, I generally consider BlackRock to be uh, you know, not necessarily a good thing in the world, but it's, it is positive signal for Bitcoin. Um, but, but so here we go. So they're going to announce this. They have to announce it. They can't keep it secret because it's, uh, they're filing it with the, you know, with the Fed. So at that point, it's in their best interest to suppress the price because they really don't need a bull run to prematurely happen before they have this ETF. And I don't think the ETF is coming anytime soon. I think it's going to be early next year. Potentially, um, you know, there's the grayscale uh, news that we're waiting on. I don't think that's going to get approved, uh, but I think BlackRock will probably work a deal out with Coinbase and all the players and the monitoring they need that the SEC's been saying they want. Um, but that's kind of my, my thoughts on it. So in the same time, they have connections, obviously, all over the place. We have, you know, Elon, the news came out that I guess SpaceX might have sold or at least they wrote down, you know, their holdings of Bitcoin. I, I don't know necessarily if the sell actually did happen or not, but that's some serious negative news. That that's sort of when some of the drop happened. But we also had, uh, you know, that happening, which I think Elon is probably beholden to BlackRock, uh, you know, just with Tesla stock and that kind of situation, major shareholder. 
uh, and he's always been all over the place on Bitcoin. So he he's a great way to suppress you know retail. So I think that you have that happening over here. We also have this stuff going on with Binance. Uh, you know, the regulators, uh, different people are got. You know, you had the the suit, uh, and then people getting spooked because you know they're they got some maybe some issues moving money around for the Russians. And there's a lot of scrutiny on them. You also had like MasterCard backing out of deals with uh, with Binance. Uh, then you have the, the whole problem of BNB. Um, you know, their their crypto, crypto token. You know, are they trying to prop up that BNB by liquidating their Bitcoin holdings uh, to try to maintain that two hundred dollar price point? And you know, this is and I'm not comparing this to FTX, but you know there is this thing where they're leveraging their own tokens potentially happening and, you know, they don't want to get, you know, margin called or, or, or have that, uh, if they use that, uh, to, you know, borrow money, they can't have that asset collapse. So there could be a major sell-off happening, um, you know, with Binance. And so I think there's just so much going on, um, potentially the disaster with Binance, BlackRock needing to suppress the price. And then, you know, you can get into conspiracy theories of, is that happening through some bad news through SpaceX and other things? Or at the end of the day, you know, as I've been following this forever, there doesn't necessarily need to be a rhyme or reason. Sometimes the price goes down. It's the most liquid asset on the planet from the standpoint of it's traded 24 hours a day. Uh, it, there's just not the same, you know, it's a true live market, you know, housing, for example, like moves really slowly. The stock market's almost instant, but it still has trading hours, um, even though that's kind of changing. But Bitcoin's a 24 hour market, and I think it is a front runner. It's almost everything. So there's this, the other possibility that with the Fed, uh, you know, raising rates that cheap money is getting slowing down, at least. So maybe that's the reason why it's just based off interest rates. But Regardless of all that, I do think there's some price manipulation happening mainly due to these larger um, traditional finance, um, you know, investment banking entities getting into the market. Uh, I have to believe that there's a lot of uh, front running happening with uh, family, um, you know, family investments and, you know, your, you know, bigger money, um, you know, BlackRock. Uh, I doubt Larry Fink doesn't own some Bitcoin at this point, you know that kind of stuff happening. And so there's a lot of front running because I do think the second there's a, a legitimate ETF out there, let's say like BlackRock that is truly spot and not futures based, it's going to be a major run on price. But with all that being said, that's kind of speaking to people that are more interested in crypto as a whole. Uh, not so much what I consider traditional maxis. For myself, I can really care less. The, the drop in price worked out for me because I'm able to buy it, you know, twenty six thousand instead of thirty. Um, it's cheaper satoshis for me. I don't have enough Bitcoin, nearly enough. Even though I started with this thing so far in the past, I, I basically became a true believer at sixty nine thousand. So I don't have my Bitcoin. I would like to become a whole Bitcoiner as soon as possible. So this is just a cheaper way me a cheaper way for me to get to that goal. Um, that being said, if I were to give advice to anybody, especially if you're not necessarily in the, you know, hold, hodl mindset of just buying Bitcoin and, you know, hiding it somewhere to never be used again, I don't really have any. Um, if you're trading, good luck. But uh, this is a dangerous time with interest rates moving, with the potential for 
more rug pulls and other disasters with Binance. And, you know, there's always Tether out there. And I, and I can't even predict what the ramifications would be if any, any of these real big behemoths, you know, crack like uh, FTX. But these are risks. Uh, and Bitcoin, you know, as I always say, it's like one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. Uh, my goal is to, to acquire. I don't really care what the, the fiat conversion is. You know, it's freedom money and, and, and there's not much that can make it not freedom money. So I think keep on stacking. I would like to hear, even that was a bit of a ramble and, and I'm not by any means, I probably think I used some wrong terms in there too, but you'll correct me. The main point is I'm not a real macro guy or just a trader in any form or fashion. There's so many better people out there, that stuff. The main thing though, is I think it is a murky waters right now. There's a, a mess going on and there are sharks that just dropped into the pool. So market manipulations probably has the potential of being higher than it's ever been. Um, another uh, theory I've heard, and this may be also very much in play, is the price has been trading sideways for a long time, which I, I do believe has a tendency for leverage to start coming back into it. Because I know we lost a lot of leverage in the past uh, when we were sort of entered the, the crypto winter. But we could have been getting um, a lot of longs, um, with, you know, leveraged longs. And if you hold enough coin, you can then dip that price which then forces these longs to cover, which then drops the price potentially. And then this allows you to then buy in cheaper than you, you sold that large chunk of coin. Um, and it lets you basically sell some coin, get the price to drop 5,000, then you get a buy in at a, you know, a significant discount um, by basically force liquidating the long um, leverage traders. Uh, I don't recommend any of this stuff unless you are just straight up wanting to gamble or you think you're, uh, trading God. And if you've only done one cycle and you've made thousands of percent, good for you. But I really don't think you're going to be able to do it very many more times because it is luck. It's easy in a bull market. It's it's much harder in, you know, when the not everything is going up in price. So good luck to you regardless. Uh, keep stacking. I uh, I am now, now on, uh, I think it's called, yeah, Fountain actually, um, which is a cool value for value uh podcasting um, app. Uh, I don't fully understand how all of it works. I just get the idea that, uh, you know, you can give uh, Satoshis to podcasts you listen to. Really don't care if you do or not. I, in some ways, rather you just keep them. But uh, I like the idea. Um, it also apparently lets me sort of uh, promote by giving out some Satoshis. I'm not sure how that works, but that's kind of cool. Um, but I like the, the whole concept of it and it seems like a great project. Um, we're on uh, Noster. Uh, that's a really cool, uh, you know, I think it's the future really of social media. I, I, I believe it can really replace more than just like sort of X and Twitter and become even more types of platforms. So I'm really excited to see that growing. And um, I do a lot of interacting on Noster. And if you're on there, connect with me. I'll have my um, public key in the uh, show notes. And uh, reach out to me if you would be interested in talking to me on the podcast. Like I said, I'm looking to talk to lots of different people. Um, but we'll have some better shows coming very soon. I just wanted to get another one out because we, we just had episode one. And I've gotten a few downloads. And I really appreciate the people that listened. Um, if you're listening number two, you're a hero to me. And I hope to keep growing. Um, 
And like I said, I know there was a lot of mistakes maybe in some technical terms, but I just share my opinions and sort of my perspectives, somewhat just diarying and thinking out loud a little bit. Tell me how I'm wrong. Um, let's, let's learn, share, share if you have any opinions um, or insights. And uh, remember to please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Give me a subscription there too. If you don't mind, it helps. It gives me a little bit of motivation to keep trying, even though I feel like I'm very much talking into the uh, the ether right now, but that's okay. Um, but every time I get a, a like or a comment, I, uh, I feel like it's worth it and I appreciate it. And I hope I'm eventually provide more and more value to uh, you all. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next time.